Hello and welcome to another episode of Down Murder Lane. Hi everyone. This is episode 16. Sweet 16. Oh, I love yeah. that. You always bring up like good things about numbers and stuff. I like so. numbers. I'm a numbers. I can't use them. Yeah. But I just like the significance of them. Uh, do you know what I just realized? There's a calculator on the Apple Watch. <gasps> so yeah. Oh, you just changed my life. I'm like, oh, there's a calculator on the Apple. Okay, good. To bring my phone. Anyway, here we go on tangents. All right, so this is season, yeah, season two, episode 16. This is the murder of Dwayne Jones. Dwayne and Jones. Dwayne Jones. And I was on location in Montego Bay, Jamaica. And this is a unsolved murder. So <gasps> not, it wasn't that long ago, but it is a crazy fucked up case. Dwayne Jones? Yes, Dwayne Jones. Um, knowing I was going to go to Jamaica, this... This vacation was supposed to take place two years ago. Yeah. This was the post, the third postponement, and we finally got to go. It was very stressful because not knowing, you know, you got to test negative to get into the country. Then you have to Does test. it have to be a PCR? Nope. They it's it could be it a rapid. It could be a rapid. Yeah, but and they um, just three days before. So you're then, like, what if one of us t tests positive? Yeah. Then you can't go. Yep. And that was I wasn't like terrified of that because I'm like, okay, then we're just we're home. But you have to test negative to come back into the United States. Right. 24 hours. And they have a lot of really strange, weird, like, okay, well, when you get there, you got to do this insurance. So, like, if you do test positive, we will keep you here at the resort. We're not going to put you in one of the other, you know, the quarantine mm -hmm. resorts. That could be, like, super that bad. Was, that was the scary stuff I was sending That you. girl from the Bahia Principal. Because yeah. we saw that resort. It's a beautiful resort, but... She got, she tested positive and they put her in one of those quarantine Scary. hotels. The people outside are with guns. They don't let you out. They bring mm -hmm. you out and you're at their mercy. Right. So anyway. So at least that was comforting. So they're like, we'll keep you here. Yes. Yep. And we knew that we could stay there and we knew we'd be stuck in the room with our children for five days. Which would make you suicidal. Yep. So that was crazy. That was not knowing, but even just traveling out of the country is it's just kind of with especially with little kids. Yeah, probably wasn't the best idea back in twenty, early twenty twenty when we were supposed to do it. But even now, it was kind of a little crazy. But Let's but I'm so glad older. we went. Yeah, I'm glad we went. How the kids do with the trip? They were they're fine. Yeah, they always do better than we expect. Yeah, and Emily now wants to live there. She tells everyone that she's gonna live there when she grows up. Mm -hmm. She loves Jamaica. I mean, it's a beautiful the beaches and the yeah. that is beautiful everything else not so great yeah um they've really struggled they've lost a lot of the i mean uh, for a country that survives on tourism they've been the past few years have been really really hard on them well because of covid yep and still now they're only like 10 percent to where they should be oh it's so hard it's to see these people and to drive the bus that took us from the airport to the resort and just, you know, seeing, and I've been to other countries before, and but right. this was just, diff it's a different world now that with, with COVID, so. Because they have been decimated. Pretty much. Pretty much. And this is, that's their, their economy. Mm -hmm. And then talking to the people at the resort, it was, this, this resort we stayed at was amazing. Oh, hi, Timmy! <laughs> the cat. <laughs> My cat has been trying to climb up the back of the couch, but she's kind of tubby. So she never makes it, but mm -hmm. you can see her like holding off her dear life with her nails and her face is just like, help me. <laughs> but she just can't walk around. 
the couch. I don't understand, Tab. Oh, anyway, scared me. Okay, so but the, the people, people at the resort. Yep. This resort kept, um, it was like 80 rooms, but there was only four of us families there. Oh. So we really got to know the other families, which is wonderful. And the staff, I mean, you, but the staff is only there when there's fam. Sometimes they go weeks with nobody there and they're unemployed. So it's been really difficult for these for these families. So you just you just kind of feel bad. You kind of realize how lucky you are. Yeah, and that's a good. Did did the kids pick up on it? Yep. Good. And we showed them one day. We actually um, went out to um, Ocho Rios to do like you know they did dolphin. We did dolphins yeah. and blah blah. And to just go drive through different cities and see how other people live. You know. That's good for them. It's very good, especially for my son. Because he did, can't understand, like, oh, no, not everyone has an iPad and electricity and beds and to see how these other people live. And and people live like that even not that far away from your house. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But these little houses that are covered with, you know, just... Tin. Tin, yeah. And everything's different and sometimes they have no door, nothing. So it was good for him to see. Anyway, but, um, yeah, other than that, this is fucked up. Okay, I'm ready. Dwayne Jones... Yeah. So when I went, before I knew I was going to Jamaica, I looked up some cases. There was one case I really, really wanted to cover. And it was you Jamaica's, go there. yep, Jamaica's first serial killer. <gasps> yep. Jamaica me crazy. I know. It was, and I wanted to go and I had the address, everything. Well, it's not really address, it's like coordinates or whatever. But they have something called the Resilient Corridor there right now. Yeah. And they do not let tourists travel outside of where they're supposed to be. Because it's extremely dangerous. Yep. And there's a level that U.S. embassies do not travel to Jamaica right now because of crime. So I did not get to go to the, I really wanted to go to this, the, the place where this happened. Um, this Scottish lord who came and he had a the castle and he was throwing people down a hole. It was Holy shit. Cave. I mean, I wanted to see it so bad. It was this castle. So but you can't see it. Can't see it. I, I looked at Google Earth and all that amazing stuff, but... I'm going to look this up. Oh, was, I was, yeah, I'll tell you all about it. But, so I, I talked about this, we passed by where this happened. So I was like, oh, I will talk about this. And this is not to downplay his case, but it's an unsolved murder and... Um, it yeah, wasn't your it. first choice. It wasn't my first choice, but, but this Dwayne, is it. Dwayne Jones. Yep. So I don't want to tell you much about it. I will get into it. So, um, you want to come take a trip with me? Yeah. Down Murder Lane. All right, so to get us started off before we talk about murder, murder. this is going to be West Dallas or Florida. Dun, dun, dun. I'm All right. Ready. A man wore a fuck the police shirt to court last week hmm. and proceeded to win his case. <laughs> what? <laughs> fuck the police? <laughs> Michael Burns was ticketed by a sheriff um, for having his license plate obstructed. So, however, Burns claims he was given the ticket by the same cop who same cop who had an encounter with him earlier that night. So he wrote that he was recording cops kicking people away from the side of the highway where he was asked um, by the same officer to leave. So he's sitting on the side of the highway, watching and recording police officers kick people off of this highway. People just pull off the highway because it's like a scenic area or whatever, okay. and they wanted to, they like to park their fit, whatever. Sure. So they wanted to, um, yeah. So he was like, "You can't kick people off." Like he's one of those people. 
he's just trying to like <coughs> it's public cops yeah. public property well, so we know how he feels about the police <coughs> yeah i like that we both said police police too <laughs> Holy the song. <laughs> the police. That's not how we feel. No, absolutely not. So it was public property, and I. So this is what he says. I was told that they were only being kicked out to ruin their fun by the first officer I contacted. So a guy told the officer came up to him, told him, "You can't park. You got to go." And then the same cop pulled him over a few miles away. So after leaving, Burns says the deputy followed him in his car and pulled him over. I was pulled over by the same officer that had kicked me off the public property. Burns okay. said that the deputy said the FOP badge on my plate was obstructing. Do you know what FOP is? No. Fraternal Order of the Police. Hmm. So he's like a police supporter. Fraternal Order of the Police. It was a little sticker that was covering his license plate. That's why he got pulled over and that's why he got the ticket. But the he, why is he wearing a shirt that said fuck the police? Right? Right. Like, what's this guy? Problem? He's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Make so, up your mind. <laughs> so I refused to answer any of his questions and advised him I would see him in court to fight it when he told me I had to take off this little sticker off his license plate. So indeed, Burns did fight it in court, wearing the um, inflammatory comment on his back so that the judge couldn't see him. You know, he wore it on his back. Uh, still, he won the case in front <laughs> of the judge after a short hearing. So where did that happen? I'm going to say that happened in Florida. It is so Florida. Just because there's no, in the highway in West Dallas, there's no good views. That's true. No one's pulling over the I mean, side. where are you going to go look? You're going to go look at, like, power lines and state fair? Like, there's no good view. True. That's true. That kind of yeah. gave it away. That's all right. That was my only clue. But that guy, I mean, I looked up pictures of him and Stop I, the there's police. like, news clipping, news like, yeah, in the shirt just says, like, the police. I'm like, all right. But then why are you supporting him with your sticker? Yeah. Like, Do you think he has it on there so, like, he doesn't get pulled, get pulled over? over? Maybe. I wonder if he has one of those back the badge, you know, signs back in his yard. Back the badge? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm, like, he's, like, cooking meth, but he has, like, a we back the badge <laughs> thing. And it's totally not make me suspicious. He's like, what? I'm, I'm cool. Thin blue line, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So that was very, that was very fun. Okay. And I will say, please... I need you guys' help because what? I am having a hard time finding West Dallas stories. It's really hard. Like, there's all the usual well, ones. we can also expand it to other parts of southeastern Wisconsin if okay. you would like. Can we do that? Yeah, because I sometimes I find shit in South Milwaukee and I'm like, dude. Yeah. This is so good. Yeah, it's not West Dallas. Right. Now, there was this one. I did want to talk about the the case of the, the truck that had all the stolen cheese in it. But I'm like, somebody's going to, you're going to know that right away. It, right. He did get pulled over West Dallas, but I'm like, I'm going to say cheese and he's going to, they're going to know. Exactly. So let's make a decision. Do we agree to expand it Wisconsin or Florida? Wisconsin. Or should it be southeastern Wisconsin? Southeastern Wisconsin. Or Florida. Or Florida. Okay. Or all you people out there, lane lovers, if you can email one of us and yeah. tell us a crazy story and just say you know west dallas crazy story and so only one of us will read it right well who am i kidding you check the email so i'm not going to read it it'll so you'll me. it'll go to you so then we just need west dallas stories right but okay i think if you find something that happened in cudahy you can wild. use it cudahy's wild cudahy is yeah. is wilder than stallis sometimes have you ever Gone drinking in Cudahy. I don't know if I have or not. I have. We should. I've had. I had a store in Cudahy. Would and you was... like to do a Packard Avenue bar crawl? Oh, Packard Avenue. That's what the store was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Come on, let's do it. The what's the ham? The uh, Patrick Patrick Cudahy. Cudahy. Yeah, <laughs> you can smell like ham and drink beers. Remember, there was like a fire on top. Somebody set a fire yes. on top of the plant. I'm telling you, if you want a good experience, let's do it. Okay. All right. Cudahy is kind of going through a little bit of a renaissance right now, so we should, so we should probably do it before it gets nice. Yeah. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Because, like, Bayview is, like, spreading south because Bayview is getting too expensive. Yeah. So, and now St. Francis is getting too expensive, so it's starting to spread to Cudahy. So, yeah. So now hipsters are starting to move into Cudahy, so pretty oh. soon it's going to be nice. I can have cool stories. Right. So hmm. we should probably do a bar crawl before it gets too nice. Okay. And gets gentrified. We'll put that on the agenda. Yes. And then we'll find a cool case out there. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm ready. All right. So TripAdvisor, number one thing to do in Montego Bay hmm. is the Martha Bray River. I was going to say drink yeah. alcohol. Red red stripe? Yeah, red I stripe. I had a lot of red stripes when yes. I was there. Okay, so the Martha Bray River, um, the, it's this number one thing to do. You you raft down the river on a 30-foot bamboo raft. So, so you did like, not do that with the kids? No. But you did the Dun River Falls. Oh, my gosh, awesome. yes. Everything is just so beautiful there. Uh, but And then, so what you do is you hear about the legend of Martha Bray. So, the Martha Bray River is a 20-mile stretch of turquoise water winding through Jamaica's tropical inland rainforest and is an essential stop for nature lovers through uh, the Caribbean islands. So, nature lovers, I was out. Like you said, nature, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't like, I mean, yeah. But we took them to Dun- Duns River. I like and... the rainforest. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, but something freaks me out about they go on a bamboo. Yeah, and yeah. they just can get in. Yeah. It's not a boat. It's like a bamboo, like... Like Tom Huck, right? <laughs> what is his name? Tom Huck? Tom, Tom and Tom Sawyer and, right? <laughs> Tom Huck. <laughs> Who is it? Huckleberry Finn and Huckleberry? Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer, so- okay. Tom Huck. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I can think of, like, you know, them building a freaking raft and, like, going down the river and shit's just coming in. <laughs> that was great. Okay. Tom Huck. Yeah. All right, so... Let's get into this case. All right, I'm ready. All right, so Dwayne Jones was a Jamaican 16-year-old boy who was killed by a violent mob in Montego Bay in 2013. A mob? Good lord. After he attended a dance party dressed in women's clothing. Oh. The incident attracted national and international media attention and brought increased scrutiny to the status of LGBT rights in Jamaica. So, Jamaica is a small island in the Caribbean, roughly 90 miles south of Cuba, which I did a, looking into this, I'm like, you know, so I have some, you know, family from Cuba. Yes. And apparently they used, like, Duns River and a lot of the falls, or a lot of the areas where Cuba, they were allies. Right. And Cuba used to, like, hide guns in Jamaica. Like, anyway. Crazy. Really? Yep. Interesting. So, uh, so it's 90 miles from Cuba, south of Cuba, which is known by many as a tourist destination, whether it be a stop on a cruise or the setting for a destination vacation. Because of its picturesque beaches and vibrant culture, it's hard not to be aware of Jamaica or its Rastafarian culture, mm-hmm. which has perhaps been exaggerated in pop culture. Okay, can I tell you about all the times that people offer me drugs? I bet a lot. So, even with my daughter at the Dolphin Cove, People are asking me if I smoked. And I'm if like, you want oh, to buy weed? Yeah. And then we were on the beach with just me and Doug and the kids. And some guy comes up and he's like trying to talk to... Doug tells a story better than I can. But he's talking to him about buying drugs. And we didn't have any... It's an all-inclusive resort. We didn't even have... No, no phones, no money. money, nothing. And 
Doug's like, he's like, oh, I'll bring you something. And he's like, oh, I can bring some conch shells for the kids. Conch shell, you know. Mm -hmm. And so Doug's like, well, I'll, I'll come back tomorrow. I'll meet you tomorrow. And I'm like, are you really going to meet this guy? So he was like, oh, I want to help him out, whatever. So he meets him down there. And this guy brings two beautiful conch shells that are right behind you. You see on the shelf right there? They are beautiful. That were stuffed full of weed. Full of weed. And <laughs> Doug's stuffed like... stuffed full of weed? Stuffed full of weed. Sweet. <laughs> so funny and Doug's like man I don't want all this like you know and we all this weed no and he's like trying to give it back and then the guy was like talking <laughs> to Doug about and he he was waiting Doug came out at like he's like about two o'clock he was waiting there like by the fence at the end of the property just waiting and he's like oh let me get your phone number you know we can you know let's have some correspondence and <laughs> he's talking to Doug and he's like will you come back on Friday come and Doug's like Doug's like no we're okay he's like you come back on Friday <laughs> <laughs> Doug's like, I feel bad. If do I have to go back on Friday? He's so telling did me. Did he give him money? Oh yeah, he paid. He bought it. He, so, but you buy the weed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, "What am I gonna do with this?" And smoke it? No, we just left it in the hotel. Well, we put right. it in one of the drawers because he's like, "I don't know if I should hand it to people or give it to people." He's like, "But I, this guy was so pushy, like I couldn't say no." And he brought and these. He was like nice. And he was really nice. So those conch shells that I'm looking at were full of weed. You, I'm gonna go over there and grab one. You can smell it. <laughs> I'm gonna smell it right go now. Go smell it right now while BRB. I talk about this. <laughs> go smell both of them. I'm gonna get high. The big ones. And you'd be amazed how much was in there. Yeah, smell it and see. Totally. Does it? <laughs> Does it? Isn't that funny? Yep. But the they, the whole Rastafarian like. Bob Marley. They can say it's confirm. like... Can confirm. Smells like weed. Can, mm -hmm. <laughs> can confirm. And, like, there's a whole, like, tour of it and stuff, and they openly smoke, which is fine. Whatever. Whatever makes you happy. But it is, yeah, apparently... I mean, it's no... To me, it's no different than drinking. It should yeah. be legal here. It's stupid. It is made more exaggerated in pop culture about, you know... But it is... I, I didn't want them to act towards us because we were, like, Americans. Everything was, like, yaman. Yeah, Everything was very... No problem. You know, all those. Mm -hmm. And I, everyone we met, they were so nice. Mm -hmm. But then you hear stories like this. So here we go. Yeah. All right. Behind the, So, however, behind this veil of beautiful beaches, lively music, and delicious food is a nation that is deeply flawed. Jamaica has been called the richest poor nation on earth. Mm -hmm. With an economy that is defined as one of the slowest growing in the world leaving many of the nation's roughly 2.8 million citizens to fend for themselves. It's really, you know, very, very mm -hmm. corrupt government, you know, things like that. So additionally, Jamaica has been described as one of, if not the, most homophobic countries in the world. Really? Yep. I did some digging on this. Ugh. This unfortunate fact is partially notab uh, notable when it comes to gay men in the nation, as male homosexuality is directly outlawed under Jamaican law. Wow. But women can be gay? Ugh. That's some bullshit. So seriously, as it stands now, simply being gay can result in gay men receiving two to ten years in prison with or without hard labor. Yeah. In addition to these obscene laws, there are noticeably higher rates of violent crime perpetrated against members of Jamaica's LGBTQ community who, more often than not, refuse to report these incidents to police because it can only result in more heartache and suffering for themselves. Well, yeah. Yeah horrible that is awful so jones so jones was bullied in school and at the age of 14 was forced out of his home by his father because he was gay yeah 
he moved into a derelict home in Montego Bay with transgender friends. So he was living in one of the little shacks on the side of the room. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, on the evening of July 21st, 2013, they went to the Irwin area of the city and attended a dance party. When some men at the party discovered that the cross-trusting Jones was not a woman, they confronted and attacked him. Jones was beaten, stabbed, <gasps> shot, and run over with a oh car. My God. I know. He died in the early morning, um, the hours of that morning. So police investigated the murder, but did not arrest or charge anyone for the crime, and the case remains unsolved. The event made newspaper headlines in Jamaica and was also the subject of reporting in both the UK, because you know they're under the, you know, whatever, and the United States. While voices on social media accused Jones of provoking his killers by cross-dressing in public, like, get the fuck out of here. Ugh. The murder was condemned by Jamaican educators and the country's justice minister. In the wake of the attack, both domestic and international organizations devoted to LGBT rights and human rights, among them um, the Human Rights Watch, Jamaicans for Justice, and the Jamaicans Forum for Lesbian, um, All Sexual and Gays, asked the Jamaican authorities for a proper investigation and legal rec recognition of LGBT rights on the island. When, what year did this happen 2013. Again? Good right? lord. Right? Okay. So, raised in an impoverished slum in Montego Bay, a city in northwest Jamaica, Jones faced bullying at high school from students who perceived his uh, behavior as, I think it's called effeminate? Effeminate. Effeminate? Yeah. Okay. So, when Jones was 14, his father um, ejected him from the family home and encouraged neighbors to chase him out of the neighborhood. Like your own father. What the fuck? After a period sleeping in bushes and on beaches, Aww. he began squatting in a derelict house in the hills above Montego Bay with two transgender, transgender friends, Kiki and Chloe, both 23 at the time of Jones's death. Jones was known among his friends as Gully Queen, a reference to the storm drainage systems in which many homeless LGBT Jamaicans live. Isn't that horrible? Friends noted that Jones desired to become a teacher or to work in the tourist industry. He also wanted to become a performer like the American pop star Lady Gaga and had won a local dancing competition. Chloe described him as a diva who was always very feisty and joking around. So many reggae and dancehall songs, among them Buju Banton's Boom Bye Bye, call for the killing of gays. So it's in their music too. Writing for the International Business Times in the summer of 2013, the journalist Palash Gosh noted that while Jamaican was, Jamaica was awash in crime and violence, gays and lesbians are particularly prominent targets of the brutality. In the mid-2000s, two of Jamaica's best-known LGBT rights activists, Brian Williamson and Steve Harvey, were murdered. Good lord. It's like we never hear about it. I have no idea. In the summer of 2013, Human Rights Watch carried out five weeks of field work among Jamaicans' LGBT community, reporting that over half of those interviewed had experienced violence as a result of their sexual orientation or gender identity, sometimes on more than one occasion. Isn't that horrible? All right, so the murder. So again, on the evening of uh, July 21st, 2013, when Jones was 16, he dressed in female clothing and attended a dance party with Kiki and Chloe called Hennessy Sundays, mm -hmm. held at a bar in the urban area. That sounds fun. Yeah, it does. Yeah. They arrived by taxi at around 2 a.m. Jones passed as a girl at the party, and several males danced with him. 
Along, um, although he initially kept his biological sex a secret from others at the party, fearing homophobic persecution, he revealed his identity to a girl with whom he had previously known from church. The girl informed her male friends oh. who accosted him outside the venue demanding to know, are you a woman or a man? What a stupid bitch. I know. One of the men used a lantern to examine oops, excuse me, Jones's feet, claiming that they were too large to be those of a biological woman. It's ridiculous. Discovering his sex, they started calling him Batty Boy in other homophobic um, slurs. Chloe tried to get him to avoid confrontation, whispering in his ear, walk with me, walk with me. But Jones refused. He was just, you know, he'd probably been drinking and confronted this, this guy yeah. who was calling him names. So instead of insisting to those assembled that he was female, so he kept going, you know. He should have just... Left. I know, but it's like you you identity him. you identify as that and you feel that's... If someone else calls, you know, says he's probably just, you know, standing up for himself. Yeah. Know, it's just sad. Okay, so when someone um, pulled on Jones's bra strap, he ran away, and the crowd pursued and attacked him further down the road. It's like a crowd of people. He was beaten, stabbed, shot, and run over by a car. Oh, and the crowd mentality is so fucking scary. Yep. He slipped in and out of consciousness for two hours before another attack that finally killed him. There were no reports of anyone trying to help him during the altercation. Chloe was also attacked and almost raped, but escaped by hiding first in a church and then in the neighborhood woods. Chloe commented, When I saw Dwayne's body, I started shaking and crying. It was horrible. Police arrived at the scene at 5 a.m. to find the body dumped in bushes along Orange Main Road. They launched an investigation into the homicide, inviting friends and family of the victim to contact them. But, yeah, you're going to see how great that goes. His father kicked him out of the house. They're not going to contact Jones's family declined to claim the body, and his father refused to talk to the press about the incident. So on August 14th, uh, Deputy Superintendent of Police, Steve Brown, announced that 14 statements had been collected and that the investigation was progressing. In October 2013, a group of men set fire to the place in which Jones had lived as a squatter forcing its four occupants to flee in what was also believed to be an anti-LGBT hate crime. Ugh. Everald Morgan, an officer at the St. James Public Health Department, requested that police provide protection for the four youths made homeless by the arson attack, but they declined to do so. Meanwhile, a, chari nice. yeah, a charity named Dwayne's House was set up in Jones's memory to aid homeless LGBT youth in Jamaica. As of May 2014, however, no one has been arrested or charged, and in August 2015, the crime was still considered unsolved. So think about how many people were there at that bar and saw this happening, all these people, but nobody, like, oh, 14 statements were given, but nobody, you know, oh, nobody saw anything or blah, blah, blah. That is so horrible. Not horrible. So that's the case of... So yeah, another downer. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. But it was just... I feel like when I was looking at cases, I, you know, obviously I wanted to do the serial killer one, but this one came up as, like, the one that was, you know, most talked about and I can get more information on. But I think a lot of it, a lot of crime happens, but a lot of it goes unreported. Yeah. And <clears throat> it, there's a lot of corruption with the police and the government and, you know, stuff like that. So that's crazy. All right. So as far as uh, the places that we went, um, I was not allowed to get out of the bus right. because of that resilient corridor shit. Mm -hmm. 
So I, I'm unsure of the exact address, but it was um, Hennessy Sundays in Irwin. I did um, kind of find out where it was and took pictures of all the buildings that were there. Yeah. But the thing about Jamaica is, okay, so it's supposed to be, and this is the little town. This is like the area of street that it is in, but all the buildings are so torn up. Like you can't You tell can't. There's no signs. What, you don't right. know what is what. Every place looks like it's closed or has been damaged by hurricane. Something. Right. You can't tell what anything is. Right. Other when you're not on the resorts or near the tourist towns. So I didn't know exactly where it was. I took a ton of pictures of the Irwin Strip. Yeah. So it's in one of those. I did see Orange Main Road. Yeah. But who knows where the body was discovered. I mean, it's very, there's no like streets. It's, you know. It's just hard. You can Right. Yeah. All right. So for the Snoop quote. The best advice I ever got was to be yourself. Aww. Stay true to who you are and what you stand for, and you'll go far in life. But, you know, unfortunately for Dwayne, that did not work out so well. But he stood his ground, and he was and standing he was up for himself. himself. Yep. And hopefully justice will come to those people who... Well, it sounds like, you know, they they something came of him where they opened the shelter, mm -hmm. which is wonderful. Yeah. And hopefully little by little, yeah. things will start to change. Things will change. There it is. You would think about all the money that goes in there. But the resorts that we saw and visited, we met a couple of the owners. And they are not Jamaican. No, they never are. And that makes me sad. You wish, like, the people who live there. And I'm talking because I have, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I just wish the people who live there can take some. But apparently it's really, really hard to get a loan there. Yeah. So a lot of people will save up enough money to build a house. And that's everything that they and can do. And they just do the first level. Right. And as long as they build a, a room and a bathroom, they can move into the house. Right. And then the rest of the, it's just not, you see all the rods sticking out. Mm -hmm. It's not painted. It. It's not, it's just wood. Because that's as much money as they, they had. get. And they leave it like that for years and years until they save enough money to the next level. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of houses in Jamaica look like that. You know. That's reality. Yep. And that's how they live. But right. I mean, those people, like, in their eyes, they're, like, making it. Yeah. Like, they own something, so. We went on a bike ride with, uh, a, there was a guy at the resort, and he, he was, like, the entertainment director or whatever. And he, you know, every day he would take people for runs mm -hmm. and take people for bike rides. And one day we were like, oh, let's go for a bike ride. Just to see a little bit of, you know, we stayed in a place called Runaway Bay. Mm -hmm. And we went up the hills and this we're like, I'm like, I want to see where the local, like, where does, where do you guys live? And like, where does mm -hmm. people in this area live? And mansions, beautiful mansions. He's like, but these are all Airbnbs. Nobody lives there. Yeah. You know, but that's the third world country. Yeah. All right. So if you have any good Jamaica stories. I've never been. Or weed stories. <laughs> I have weed stories, but yeah. I don't have Jamaica stories. It was hilarious. Doug's like, he that wanted correspondence. smells like weed. Yeah. And apparently, like, Doug's like, he gave me, like, ten of these. He's like, it's so, the weed's so cheap here. <laughs> oh, but we Doug. didn't smoke any, we didn't do any of that stuff well, there. Well, because with the kids. Yeah. And even if we're, I'm like, oh, you're just a little nervous about doing that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, follow us on Instagram, Down Murder Lane. Facebook, Down Murder Lane, yeah. True Crime Podcast. Email us your weed stories. Email us your weed stories. Email us your Jamaica stories. Jamaica stories, yep. Email us your stories about going to court with a shirt with some inflammatory <laughs> statement on it. <laughs> That's so funny. 
All right, so until next time, take that trip, but pack wisely. Because you never know who you'll run in.